Over the past few weeks, we've been working our way through this sermon series, Worship in Action, um, kind of looking at our, our basic pattern of worship and how it is connected to the ways that we live our lives as disciples. Our first week, we looked at uh, the call to worship and how it's connected to Jesus' call of his first disciples. And last week, we looked at what it means to listen and learn as we looked at the story of Mary and Martha. And this morning, we are continuing this series as we explore what it means to give of ourselves as we look at the story of Zacchaeus. And so um, our scripture lesson this morning comes from Luke 19, 1 through 10. And I want to invite you to stand as you are able out of reverence for God's word this morning. (coughs) Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he couldn't because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay in your home today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. Everyone who saw this grumbled, saying, He is gone to be the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Look, Lord. I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone, I repay them four times as much. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. The human one came to seek and save the lost. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Our scripture this morning introduces us to a man named Zacchaeus. And one of the first things that we know about Zacchaeus is that he is an extremely wealthy individual. We can imagine that he probably wears uh, very expensive clothing, feasts on luxurious meals. And at, at first glance, it seems like Zacchaeus has everything he needs. It seems like he has it all. Uh, but there's one thing that Zacchaeus doesn't have, friends. He doesn't have any friends. Although Zacchaeus is rich, he's not a very popular guy. In fact, he is hated by most of the Jewish people in Jericho. And the reason that he is so hated is because he is a tax collector. Now, I know everybody gets a little tense when they start having to think about paying their taxes. Um, Full disclosure, my dad is actually a CPA. I'm looking at Maryland back there, too. Um, But, you know, it's, it's not fun to pay our taxes. And, and listen, you may not agree with every department of the government, but you really have to hand it to the IRS. All right. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that to, to hit, but anyway. Um, you know, we don't like paying our tax. Who wants to do that, right? But that's something that we have to do, and that's kind of part of our, our civic duty. But here's the problem. Zacchaeus is not your typical CPA. He's not your typical accountant. Uh, And he isn't just a tax collector, but he is the chief tax collector. And the tax collectors in Jesus' day were especially hated because they were known for colluding and working with the occupying Roman government. Uh, They were completely corrupt. They would take advantage of others in order to make a good profit for themselves. And so Zacchaeus is essentially 
a Jewish man who was making money off of other Jews for the benefit of himself and the Roman government. And for this reason, I'm sure many people consider Zacchaeus really to be a traitor. He's corrupt, and he's so corrupt that he even makes money off of other tax collectors that work under him. Now, in modern-day America, we might celebrate him for his wealth and um, he has risen to the top of his profession. He's in control of the entire city of Jericho, which is one of the greatest taxation centers of all of Palestine. And so it's strange that Zacchaeus, a wealthy tax collector, desperately wants to see Jesus. Why would he, of all people, want to see Jesus? Well, per perhaps uh, there was something that was in Zacchaeus's life. We know that he was probably lonely. He didn't have a lot of friends due to his job. And perhaps he heard about how uh, this Jesus treated uh, sinners outcasts. Perhaps he had heard how this Jesus was known for rubbing shoulders with people like tax collectors. And so Zacchaeus runs the path to where Jesus is in order to try to catch a glimpse of Jesus. And uh, we don't know if Jesus, or if Zacchaeus wants to speak directly to Jesus or if he just wants to see him from a distance. Um, but, but we have this idea that he just wants to kind of be around Jesus. He wants to catch a glimpse of him. And, and there's only one problem. Uh, he can't see through the large crowd. There's too many people there. And um, we know he's too short. I don't know about you, but uh, when, when I hear the name Zacchaeus, the first thing I think about is that song that you learned when you were a little kid? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he, right? That song's kind of ingrained in my mind as a kid. And um, we Zacchaeus is short. He's too short. He's unable to see through the crowd. But years ago, I had a, a preacher, kind of the preacher I remember most from my childhood, Drew Henry. And he preached a sermon on Zacchaeus. And I remember this sermon because... He said, he actually questioned whether or not Zacchaeus was short. I mean, can you believe that? Of course Zacchaeus is short. It's from the song, right? When we were kids, we know Zacchaeus is short. But then he, he went on to say uh, something I thought was really interesting. He said that the original Greek language, I know, boring, but the original Greek language that the Bible was written in um, says this. Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus because he was too short. Notice that the he in that sentence isn't specified. Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus because he was too short. So is it Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus because Zacchaeus was too short? Or is it Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus because Jesus was too short? Now during that sermon, Drew Henry said, Today I'm in the pulpit, and I'm in charge, and I say Jesus was short. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I do like what Drew had to say next. He said that maybe Zacchaeus wasn't able to see, not just because of being short or Jesus being short, but it was really because of his profession. And what he meant by that was that maybe Zacchaeus was tall enough to see, but that crowd of people 
that was around Jesus shunned him in and barricaded him in and kept him from through to where Jesus was because of his profession as a chief tax collector. Zacchaeus was surrounded by people that he had cheated and extorted and swindled. And maybe this was their chance for payback. Can you imagine what it must have been like for Zacchaeus to be surrounded by people who despised him and hated him? It was a, probably a, a risk for him to even be out in public like that. I'm sure he received a number of, of threatening glances, and he must have overheard several angry whispers because nobody in that crowd was going to move over just a little bit. Nobody in that crowd was going to let him through and stand in front of them. Nobody in that crowd feels bad for Zacchaeus. And I wonder if we ever fall into that trap where maybe we've been wronged by someone, and do we delight a little bit in an opportunity for some payback? You know, if we're in that crowd, do we... Do we, you know, we're not doing anything wrong. We're standing where we're standing, but um, we could move over a little bit, but we choose not to, right? Do we ever fall in that trap of, of jumping at the chance of just a little bit of revenge, just a little bit of vindication? How do we respond when we're in that situation? But here's the thing, Zacchaeus is determined to see this Jesus that he had heard so much about. Uh, he wants to see this man with authority. He wants to see this man who heals the sick and the diseased. He wants to see this man who reaches out to the hurting and the oppressed. He wants to see Jesus. So Zacchaeus gets an idea. He, he runs ahead of Jesus and he runs ahead of the crowd. And he screws up a sycamore tree in the hopes that, that maybe Jesus would pass by where he was. And he does this because he knows that if he stays in the crowd, there's zero chance that he will see Jesus. So he takes off and he scurries up the tree. And luckily, Jesus passes by that tree. Not only that, but then Jesus stops. He looks up. He makes eye contact with Zacchaeus, and then he calls him by name and says, Zacchaeus, come down. And at this point, I bet that crowd got pretty excited because I think they're thinking, all right, here we go. Now Jesus is going to give Zacchaeus what for? Now Jesus is going to um, call Zacchaeus out for all of the wrongs that he... Here we go. Get ready. Because after all, Jesus has some very difficult things to say about rich people. Just in the Gospel of Luke alone, uh, Jesus said, Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus tells the parable of the rich farmer who who wants to build big, bigger uh, storage barns, but that night he was called to account by God. Then Luke chapter 18, Jesus has an unfortunate enc encounter with a young rich ruler 
So time and time again, Jesus is always challenging the rich and sticking up for the poor. So imagine, imagine the crowd's shock when they hear Jesus tell the chief tax collector, I'm going to your home today. Everyone in that crowd responds with grumbles and outrage. The entire crowd must have thought, how could Zacchaeus have this honor of staying at, uh, having Jesus come stay at his home? It doesn't make sense. It's not fair, right? It's not fair. This isn't fair. Zacchaeus is not a good church person like us. Zacchaeus hears the grumbles, but he doesn't really seem to care. Instead, he responds with excitement. He welcomes Jesus into his home. And something about this encounter with Jesus um, causes Zacchaeus to have this change, this transformation. And all of a sudden, no prompting, he just announces that he's going to give half of his possessions to the poor. And then he takes it one step further, and he says, if I've cheated anybody out of anything, right, right, if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them four times the amount. That goes way above and beyond what the Jewish rule and law called for. But Zacchaeus does this without any prompting, without any challenge. He just does this because he knows deep down it was always the right thing to do. Zacchaeus does this, makes this generous offer Despite the crowd's grumbles, despite their frustration, but he does it because he had had that encounter with Jesus, seeing him face to face, and something in him changed. You know, perhaps the fact that Jesus addressed Zacchaeus and honored him by inviting himself over to his home, maybe that gave Zacchaeus the affirmation and the assurance that he always kind of longed for. Because Jesus says this in a way so that everybody hears it. Everybody knows. He wanted the crowd to hear because he realized that maybe Zacchaeus needed some attention. He knew that Zacchaeus had lost his way a little bit. Jesus even says, today salvation has come to this house because this man too, this man too, is also a son of Abraham. The Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. Zacchaeus has lost his way. And Jesus says that the Son of Man has come to seek and save the lost. And I don't think he's saying that just to Zacchaeus. I think he said it loud enough for everybody in that crowd to hear. I've come to seek and save the lost. Jesus continues to walk with them. He continues to develop relationships and he continues to seek and save the lost. Who in your life needs some attention? Who in your life has maybe lost their way a little bit? Throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus reaching out to the least, the last, and the lost. And we're invited 
to follow in those footsteps of Jesus as we reach out to the hurting and the oppressed. And sometimes that means reaching out to people that maybe we don't like. Sometimes that means reaching out to the people that don't look like us and don't act like us and don't think like us us and don't vote like us and don't do the things that we do in the same way. You know, it's easy to reach out to the people that we like and are like us. It's much harder to reach out to those folks that maybe we don't get along with. What about those people that are different from us? How can we reach out to those people in our community? that are marginalized and ostracized and pushed to the side. One thing that we can learn from this story is the importance of uh, generosity. Sometimes it can be difficult to be generous. And we see extreme generosity in the way that Zacchaeus responds, giving four times the amount. Zacchaeus, he gives freely. He of his own volition. He doesn't give because Jesus tells him to give or makes him give, but he gives because he wants to. He feels a call. He feels this spirit of generosity in his life. And each Sunday we have the opportunity to give our offerings to God, and, and that's good, and that's important, and we need to do that, and that enables ministry, and that enables us to do um, the things that we need to do as a church. And so we give, and we support the ministries of the church, but it doesn't end there. Zacchaeus isn't just simply giving money, but he's offering a part of himself as well. He's, he's changing his way of life. And that is much harder to do. Sometimes it's easy to write a check, but it's harder to change what's going on in here. He pays back his debts. But then he also changes the way he operates his business in the future. He makes the decision not to skim money off the top, but he, desi he decides to, to treat people fairly. And unfortunately, we don't see this change of heart from the crowd. The crowd grumbles, they complain, it's not fair. Now, the crowd should be celebrating uh, because Zacchaeus has been given this opportunity to be changed through Jesus. Um, and I would like to think that the crowd is excited to hear that they're going to get their money back from the guy that's cheated them, right? But, you know, I wonder if that crowd ever really, ever really accepted Zacchaeus after that. I wonder, would their opinion of him ever really change? Did they ever truly welcome him as a member of their community? You know, ultimately, the Gospels tell us that they killed Jesus because of the company that he kept at the table. It's because Jesus spent time with people like Zacchaeus, the sinners, and the tax collectors. It's because of that that Jesus was eventually killed. You know, I want to pause for a minute and think about the story as we reflect on it. And I want to ask you an important question. Where do you see yourself in this story? Where do you see yourself in this story? Are, are you like Jesus, seeking to save the lost, reaching out to the hurting, the oppressed, making friends with people that nobody else is making friends with? Are you like Zacchaeus, called to repentance, transformed because of what Jesus has done in your life? Or are you like 
the crowd. Concerned about all those sinners out there, but not taking the time to look at your own life, at yourself. Now, if you're like me, maybe there's days and times where you feel a little bit like Jesus. Maybe there's times where you feel kind of like Zacchaeus. And maybe there's days and times where you feel like the crowd. You know, this morning we have an opportunity to give of ourselves. We have an opportunity to seek a relationship with Christ. We have an opportunity to accept the invitation that Jesus is calling us to transformation and repentance and change, real and lasting change. Jesus is calling us to a life of generosity. So let us go forth and give of ourselves this day. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Loving God, as we reflect on when Jesus walked through Jericho and called out to Zacchaeus, we are reminded that you are continually present with us. You are always there watching and guiding our steps. You are always there to seek us out in the midst of our busy lives. You were there to offer us an invitation to change our ways, to be transformed, and to turn away from our selfishness. This morning we ask that you would lead us on a path of generosity as we reach out to others and share the love of your Son. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.